there. This is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I love to talk to creative people about how they do their thing and how they make it happen and keep going through all the ups and downs. Today I have two guests. There's a new movie out that's going to be released in New York and L.A. and then hopefully go wider and be available for streaming. It's a documentary called Jonathan Agassi Saved My Life. And it's about the porn star Jonathan Agassi and his journey through the ups and downs of that that life, also having to do with his family, also having to do with being bullied when he was younger. There's so many themes that come together in this movie. Um, the filmmaker is a gentleman named Tomer Heyman, and I was able to get both Tomer and Jonathan to join me via Skype from Tel Aviv. How exotic, right? And um, I love the movie so much that I had a lot of questions, and they were super fun to talk to. Occasionally, as you listen to them in the interview, they might actually speak to each other, kind of do little sidebars, which I might leave in. I haven't edited it yet, but uh, in Hebrew. So you might hear these moments, but it's kind of interesting to watch them interact, So or to listen to them interact. Um, so there might be some of that as you listen, but it's a terrific movie. You should definitely seek it out, especially if you're in New York or L.A. But before we get to the interview, I want to remind you that there are two ways that you can listen to this podcast, Dennis, anyone. You can listen, as you always do, through your favorite podcast app, or you can become a subscriber to DNR studios i have joined the dnr studios family which means that for 12.95 a month you'll get access to my show 48 hours earlier than the rest of the riffraff folks and you'll also be able to listen to a bunch of other great shows on the network like the Derek and romaine show the show that started it all um so to learn about that you can go to dnrstudios.com and if you subscribe and say that i'm the show that you listen to most that i am the gateway drug to dnr studios for you, then I'll get a little money. And nothing wrong with a little money, right? Also, I have a voicemail now, so if you ever want to leave a comment about the show or a question, an answer to an observation deck question or something like that, you can do that at 1-888-647-9653. All right, enough with the plugs. Let's get to the interview. Here are Jonathan Agassi and Tomer Heyman. Joining me now, all the way from Tel Aviv, Israel, it's Jonathan Agassi and filmmaker Tomer Heyman. Their movie is Jonathan Agassi Saved My Life. Uh, it's coming out in in the U.S. Uh, very, very soon, New York and Los Angeles, hopefully all over the place. I love this movie, and I'm so happy to talk to you guys all the way from Israel. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to talk to you also. And it's first time in platform like this, Jonathan and me, we have so long dialogue and conflict and love and, and you know, uh, kind of a tango, Jonathan and Tomer, Tomer and Jonathan, and now he's you for the first time here. So you're saying you yeah. might actually get into a fist fight right here on the podcast? Like there's no, yeah. there's no telling what will happen? <laughs> yeah, that, definitely you cannot know what will happen. Yeah. Right. Not really punches. Because um, I'm stronger than you know, I'm stronger than him. So. Oh, you're stronger than him, so you can totally take him. Um, Tomer, yeah. how did the, how do you describe the film to somebody that you just met up that hasn't For seen me, it? This movie is about um, red light in the camera. A little boy, his father left him far away, manipulated his feelings, left him with emptiness, maybe loneliness, and the very naive child, beautiful, both brothers, Shachaf and Jonathan. In this case, we talked about Jonathan, and he just has the illusion that the father is stay close through the camera. 
these fathers got videos through the years from the family, but never, never send any video back. So when I met Jonathan, he repeats and says, you know, red light for me, it's a father. And I yet didn't understand what it means, why red light is a father. Later on, you know, red light was also in the porn movie. As Jonathan for 68, 78, how many movies? 68. 68 movies. He saw the red light and he gave fantasy to people through the red light in the porn movie. He was a huge star. And later on, also in my documentary, Jonathan Agassi Saved My Life, also red light asks something for Jonathan. And so for me, the whole idea is the red light connect to Jonathan. And it's also about love and commitment to yourself. And I think Jonathan can talk much more about it. It's about love between Jonathan and his mom, between Jonathan and himself, and hopefully love between me to Jonathan and to show with no judgmental, this beautiful soul and all the life of Jonathan Agassi, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, and now really up. Now really up. I'm so glad it's now really up. Like that, that made me happy to see you. Um, Jonathan, how were you first approached about this? How did this come into your life? And were you willing and excited about doing it right away? Or did you have reservations? Yeah, well, it came in, 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 in the peak of my career, more or less. I mean, I met Tomer in the peak of, in the peak of my career. And um, I was very up to it, you know, in the, minute, in, the, in the minute he offered me to do it, to do, uh, like, to follow me with the camera and everything, that was, like, the best uh, thing that someone could offer me, you know? So I, I immediately went for it, and immediately we became such good friends and everything. And um, Can I show my... you, Jim, the first moment how you confused me in the first meeting? Is it okay? Ma, of course, man. Yeah, it's okay. Better, sure. Just to explain is that it's, it's not so simple as Jonathan... Uh, describe it. I came to the hotel to meet him for a regular meeting. The guy is half naked, almost naked, little towel cover, you know what it means? Right. And if Jonathan agreed to talk about it, I had the feeling that Jonathan back then thought I'm going to be a client and pay for some fantasy. First question from Jonathan is passive, active, what do you want? Sadomaso, <laughs> you, you pay with euro, you pay with dollar. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I came very soft, very naive, and, and you remember it. Well, he told me, he, he sent me a message on, on Facebook. We didn't know each other yet. Right. And he sent me a message on Facebook, like, uh, I want, to, I offer want to offer you something. And you know, uh, you're a big bone star. Everybody wants to offer you something. Right. And uh, I immediately thought that was, a, you know, a client meeting and everything. Right. Yeah, sure, you want to make a movie, but what do you really want? Yeah. Yeah, so you go, go to your room, go get dressed. <laughs> so I went and I got dressed and we started talking and we talked and we talked and we talked. And I don't know, I mean, at, back then we didn't, we didn't know nothing about each other, you know. I mean, I, I just told them, you know, I live my life between Berlin and Israel and, uh, you know, I mean, I have the best life ever. Um, I have sex with the most beautiful guys and I see the world and I shoot porn uh, all over the world and everybody knows me. Of course, I want you to do a documentary about me, you know? And, and what also very interesting yeah. that he says, you know, Tomer, I have a very a tough uh, um, contract with uh, with uh, Michael Lucas Entertainment. Right. No drugs, no alcohol. I keep myself in a very good shape. I'm really good, healthy Jewish boy. You do porn. Invite his mother to 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 the <laughs> travel around the world. So you know, I met Jonathan 
And we both have the feeling that we're going to be a funny, happy story right. about It's a light someone. story. It's a glamorous story of somebody at the top of their game in porn. And then it, yep. and then it turns. Tomer, when did you know, oh, this is a different story. This is richer. This isn't what I thought I was going to do. When, when did that happen? Was it gradually? Or was there a moment where you go, oh, wait. This is about something completely I, different. I think when, when uh, first in our first meeting, Jonathan says my father died. So, uh, and I told him, I want to know your, your family. I want to try to, to show the world, you know, who is around porn star. You know, they support you, they're against it, religious, not religious. He say, I don't believe that my mom will be in the movie, but take your number. We are very close, but my mother, very naive. And I told him, it's very important to show that you have mother and I hope she will be there. And then he says, I don't have a father. Why not to trust someone that tell you her sentences like this? Later on, when Jonathan moved to live in Berlin, in a very casual situation, he says, hey, I, I, he pushed the mobile and he says, hey, my father wants to talk to me. I say, you have a father? Yes, I have a father, but no connection. Where is he? He's three blocks from my apartment. Wow. Jonathan is doing a porn movie in, in Berlin. Do you remember the name of the movie? What was uh, the big one? Was a few, Trapped, yeah, in the game. Trapped Trapped in the game. beautiful and strong. I one of the favorite movie by Jonathan for many, and to realize that Jonathan, you know, soon is going to be naked and to do whatever all the action, and then many, many millions of people will, hey, I want you, and you have the biggest dig, and you are beautiful. And two blocks for him, the father living there, no connection, but he says, yeah, I have birthday. My father probably will want to see me. And then I called to his father. I say, can we shoot you? He says, okay, no problem, Jonathan. Is it okay for you? Yes. And the meeting with the father was a turning point. That's the meeting we see in the film? Is that the meeting we yep. see, yeah, the, yeah. the conversation? Yes. Yeah, because that yes. comes a little bit later in the film, and it's really intense and, and, uh, and beautiful. I was emotionally engaged in this movie from the first few minutes. I'm like, I'm in it. I'm, my heart's involved. It's really the musical choices, the way it's put together, and your openness, Jonathan. Um, I'm currently working on writing a separate project about Elton John, and he talks about in his book, when he came up with the name Elton John, he's like, oh, I, I can be this person. I don't have to be the person that was bullied, that what did, didn't feel good about himself. It's, it's almost like he got to change his whole personality. Did you have something similar when you decided? Yeah. This is exactly what happened to me, you know, when I changed my name. I mean, I didn't think about it at first. I mean, uh, Mikey Lucas told me, I think you should change your name because, you know, Jonathan Langer, it was like, uh, you know, um, but in the minute that I did it, that I, that I actually changed the name and I, and I decided that it's going to be Agassi, I think everything changed for me. Even mentally, you know, I mean, in, in my head, everything changed. It's like, it was like a different person wake up to, wakes up, wake, wakes up to life, you know, and, uh, suddenly it became like more, more powerful, you know, in, in the minute that I changed my name. You right. know, one, now when Jonathan spoke about it, it's, I, I even want to give you a bigger a range of questions to your question before. It's not when the father came to the apartment. I think turning point for me was in Greece. Jonathan told me, you need to come. My mother coming with it to Mykonos. We are filming a very amazing movie. We are sitting in a beautiful, one of the beautiful spots in life. Jonathan is happy, have money. Everyone look at Jonathan. And from nowhere, from nowhere, She's the mother sitting, and Jonathan joined her, and they start to talk about the childhood and about the heaviness and the abuse from other kids and what happened to him. And this is, was the moment I say, wow, this glory 
covers something inside of Jonathan and, and many other people like me, like queer people from the past that suffer from the society. Right. And I was not sure that Jonathan will agree to share I th- No, I, I actually saw that I'm uh, Barjelin. I actually, I think this was also uh, the, the first time that uh, we got emotional, you know, because before that, everything that we were shooting, I mean, we were shooting like uh, porn gigs and porn shows and... Hustler ball you know, and all that, yeah. All the time I'm doing shopping. One time he comes with me to London, come look how everybody knows me in the street and everything. And it was always like really like a, how do you say it? Like a... Uh, uh, how do you say it in English? Yeah, and in the second, it's so uh, cocky. You know, I was like, yeah. uh, this is my life. You know, look at everything. Everything is so that. And then we went to Mykonos, and I was shooting porn. Like, I, I went there to shoot porn, and on the way, I took my mom. Yeah. Like, to, for a small vacation and everything. And suddenly, then, we started, to, like, crying and talking, like, about the... Uh, and then I had also like a uh, small issue with the shoots that suddenly there is someone new that he was a little bit better better than me. You know, suddenly right. everything's not, it's not the Hollywood, you know? yeah, superstar porn story on top of the world. There's stuff going on. It's funny you mentioned the word Hollywood because Jonathan really said, I want a Hollywood movie, propaganda, a funny, cool movie. I'm the, I'm successful story. Right. But you what can you do? Things appear to our life. You yeah. Know, that's life. Yeah. To me... I think from that that point on, not that point, I think maybe like a few months after that, I think that my my life became also... Uh, uh, you know, suddenly I had problems with my Lucas because... Uh, is that, uh, with uh, more holes. Can, you know, the man? Yeah, you know, so suddenly my life also became like more, um, you know, more real. Right. You know, more real. Suddenly I have problems. Suddenly, sometimes, uh, suddenly I don't have money or suddenly I need to be more in escorting. Yeah. And now, you know, to make money because, you know, okay, you're a porn star, but you're not making the money from porn, you know, you know how it is. Right. And, and I, I want to show you. Jonathan, if it's fine for you to talk about, like, uh, that first you refuse to do drugs, is okay to talk about it? Yeah, first? In front of the... I will share with you something. Of course, if Jonathan give me the permission. Yeah, yeah. You have to understand uh, two uh, original conditions from Jonathan's side. Later on, we broke it because Jonathan is one of the brave person on this earth and uh, dealing with truth in a very deep way. But as problem appear and situation from the past, and the post-trauma, and, and a heavy issue with, with, with the career, he start to disappear while I have interviewed him since, and I didn't understand why. Uh-huh, maybe I was yeah, naive. Yeah. And then he came yeah. back after, maybe you can say more if it's fine yeah, for you. Yeah, no, I didn't, and it took me a while to understand what he's talking about. But yeah, I mean, I, when, I think that was actually the time when, when I started to do drugs there, okay. that's right. And I started to disappear and from like uh, talking to Tomer like three times a week, suddenly, after three months, you know, I mean... Yeah, where'd he go? In a, in a hallway, look, you know, suddenly I'm skinnier in 10, uh, by 10, 10 kilograms, and suddenly I'm, I'm a bit more... Shachtan, uh, how do you say it? Like, snob and... Uh, snob and, you know... Yeah, time, you know, you're uh, just I difficult. Just right. doing drugs yeah. all the time. And then I was disappearing, disappearing all the time, and suddenly my life became so much more dramatic and dark. everything, and, and dark, you know. And and then I, but I think no, but but I I I 
we are talking in your uh, place and we need to be honest. And when it took me time to understand that Jonathan is using drugs and hey, one, he told me, you don't bring the camera, you don't share it with his audience. This part of my life, escorting 10 clients per day and doing drugs for it, it's... You don't you... show it in the film. It's not going to be in the film. I don't want people to see me do drugs. Right. I don't know that. But the, the, but the problem was that the camera was always on and I was all the time on drugs. <laughs> so it was like... Okay, you know. Well, we, we, no, can, but we can edit it out, you know, we can edit it we'll out. We'll cut it out. We won't but use it. I, we won't use it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But eventually, I mean, you know, that was the, the, the base of my life, eventually. You know, after a few years, it took, it took, like, we were shooting for so many years that at some point, drugs became just, like, the main part of my life and everything. And, you know, I mean, what can you do? So, uh, yeah. And then, and then... He changed himself, and you know, Jonathan, now you come to put your camera, I'm going to use Tina or G or all Crystal Meadow, I don't know what the name of these drugs even till today. And then he changed and says, Tomer, if we are in this journey, if we are in this trip, if we're doing the movie, we didn't have deadline, we didn't know what kind of movie, nothing. Tomer, show it and, 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 and use it and come with me. So, you know, I didn't force him to do it. it I, just, I, I just told him I, I cannot like, go to the toilet every, every time, 20 minutes to do my thing. You know, I mean, I cannot. You know, nothing to do. You know what? We're using drugs. Come and on. I'm not hiding. You know, yeah, I'm not hiding it. You know, yeah, I, I couldn't hide it anymore. <laughs> it couldn't be hidden anymore. <laughs> well, watching those scenes is intense for the viewer. Tomorrow, Tomer, I imagine being in the same room and seeing him do it and sometimes, you know, it looks like you may be overdosing or what's going on. Like, what was it like, Tomer, to sit there and go, am I documenting this or am I supposed to be helping? Do I call for help? What's I, I going was, on? Yeah, it was all what you mentioned right now. First, I didn't understand. I thought Jonathan had mental issues. I didn't realize the guy is under drugs. Yeah. When I realized he had drugs issues, I didn't know if to call to the to someone to emergency. And then Jonathan all the time, Tomer, relax, baby. If you start to take it too hard, you won't do this documentary. Right. This, is, what, this is what it's like. You know, and he gave me an example. You know, when uh, you eat breakfast in the morning, every morning you eat whatever, uh, sunny side or, or, or eggs or whatever. You do it every morning. So, Tomer, welcome this to the... my breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Breakfast at Tiffany's, yeah. you know. The, I, I to be yeah. yeah. The, pa- the parallels to your story in Elton John's, which I'm told you I'm working on, is that he did the drugs. At first, it made him feel confident and all this stuff. Like, he was hiding all that past stuff. And then you realize, oh, I can't, I have to deal with that stuff. I can't, it's a similar story. Like, you have to integrate and you have to yeah, go back got, and deal I with it. This, but I got this realiz- realization um, long time after that. I mean, you know, I mean... It took me, I think, just in the last, just in the last few years. But yeah. After, after I saw the film, I think that I got to understand what exactly was fucked up and, not, and what, you know, what led me to do whatever, to be right. whatever, you know. But I read somewhere and, that that you said watching the documentary actually helped you turn things around. Is that right? Oh yeah, definitely. I I, I actually reha- did did my uh, my rehab because of the film, and while the film was like. Uh, um, uh, how do you say it? Like, it, it was madness over here in Israel. You know, I mean, everybody watched the film, everybody, and I went to to meet the audience and everything. And at the beginning, I was high. <laughs> at the beginning, I used to be high. I used to come to to those um, 
like the Q and A's. Wow. Q and A's and stuff, and, and and I was high, and I was telling to people, you know, I I, I I was lying quite a lot, you know. I mean, I think no, in this time, Tommy didn't know that I still do drugs. Well, I know. I told you I'm not going. And he told me, like, you know, I mean, you cannot. You're gonna meet people. You're gonna right. You can smell it on you. You can see it on you. You know, I mean, you're confused. You're suddenly someone asking you something, and you're going to a whole different direction and stuff like that. And then th- that was my, I did my rehab all by myself, but that was a, a turning point that I said, you know, I mean, I, I, I had like, I think maybe like one month that I didn't go to Q&As. I didn't do anything. I sat at home and I just didn't do drugs. I didn't, except for cigarettes, I didn't do anything. I was sitting at home like crazy and I'm breaking the wall and everything. After one month, I came like a brand new person and I said, you know what, now I don't feel like I need to lie. Now I can really talk to people and 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 tell them, you know, I mean, it's possible to to live this um, um, kind of life, you know, I mean, to, to stop it, to, to, to make a change. So you, and then, you detoxed know, I, and everything on your own. You weren't, you didn't go to a facility on, on your own. You did, wow, that must have been dark and hard. One, you know, I and, and, and I was sorry. No, no, and, and I was recovered from from very hard drug, drugs to recover from. I mean, yeah, crystal meth and GHB; those are the worst. The devil know, to recover. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and even um, after he completely stopped using drugs. Sometimes at night, 3 a.m., 2 a.m., I have my kid, I'm sleeping, and you know, send, send me the link to the movie, because I, I, why do you need this movie? I need to see tonight to remember where I don't want to go back, Tomer. I need to see the movie, because I have different memories. I remember everything beautiful and cool and high, and when I see the movie, I remember the smell of the gown, oh. you know, of the other layer. And from time to time, I get a message, and I'm smiling and say, good, watch the movie, it's you. It's right. not fake, and remember where you yeah. don't. You remember one. And I need, uh, and we need to work for it. I mean, I don't have the film. I don't have the film in in, in my house. Right. I mean, I need to call Tomer. I need to tell him, get me a link. I need to see it now. Right. You, you know, I have a, I have a Apple, you know, a Mac Air. Yeah. And I lost my 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 charger, and I said, you have to get me a charger now. I have to watch the film, and he's going and getting me a charger, and he's giving me the, and we're putting the link, and I'm telling him, okay, I will talk to you in three hours. But you remember, I think, why do you need it too much? What's so emergent? You saw the movie hundred times. Yeah, two hundred times. Yeah. I saw the movie. So but the film became sort of like a sobriety coach for you, like that thing that you would reach out to when you started to think well maybe it wasn't that bad or i still remember the yeah, fun parts yeah. or whatever and then you look at it and you go oh no it was a hellscape this was a nightmare i can't go back yeah. there and I, and I don't need to, to watch the whole film but I, but i love to watch it yeah for me just the end you know i can watch the end i see the, the last conversation that i'm talking with Tomer. that's it you know i mean yeah. that's fine i, I don't want to get high <laughs> part of you know <laughs> part of the early scenes that i really enjoyed is you enjoyed being a star, you enjoyed your sexuality. You knew you had it, and it was you had fun with it. When did you first know you were desirable? Because you were bullied as a kid. When did it switch? Yeah. And you're like, oh, they don't want to beat me up. They want to have sex with me. Wow, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. It's it's two different things because I I think I loved showing my dick and I loved. I mean, I was a pretty boy, you know. I mean, right. when I was twenty and stuff like that, I was, I was really beautiful, and I also like went to the gym a lot and everything, so I had a nice body. 
I always was a, a, like a, a, a very, I, I was very exhibitionist all the time. Right. That's always. part of your personality. But when I started to really realize that, like, you know, I can make a career. Out I of have it. power. This is uh, real power. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was in one of the gay prides, uh, one of the first gay prides that I was invited to, uh, to be on the trucks, you know, yeah. like you, you, you have to come and dance on the trucks and everything. And like with a small thong right. or, uh, you know, something like that, everything is out. Yeah. And I think that then, oh, you know, everybody, oh, you know, just want to touch you and, and everything and stuff like that. And then I started to realize that I'm, that I'm, that I'm very sexual, you know, I'm very, um, it's, it's a bit weird because in Israel you don't meet people like that. I mean, nobody can like come to you just like that in the streets and kiss you on the mouth and, uh, right. like a French kiss or something like that or, or, you know, stuff like that. And I realized that I have, uh, I have, uh, power, uh, how do you say it? Like, my power comes from sex. This right. is what I thought, that my power is, is sex, you know? Right, it's, it's, like, it's like having a talent. It's like somebody being able, being really good at playing the piano or being able to play for me or like, you are gift. I'm like, I watch that, I'm like, that guy sh- is doing exactly what he should be doing. That's, if there is a yeah. God, and you, know you are meant to be a porn star, right? That's yeah, what I thought you know watching what? the early scenes, that you just had it. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I, I used to walk in a sex shop and I used to watch the, um, you know, porn. I used, to, I used to watch porn. Right. And always at the end, there is the making of, you know, making of uh, <laughs> yeah. how, how they make the film. Right. And combining this with my sexual energy to see the behind the scenes right. and everything, you know, I just went and then I just saw, you know, um, how do you say it? Like, uh, do you want to be a porn star? You know, at yeah. the end of the film. Send the, send the, send your details to right. www. And I just did it. You know, I sent to so many companies. I sent to Raging Stallion. I sent to, um, uh, to so many, to, Bev, to Babylon. I said, wherever you want. And right. I, I never sent to Michael Lucas. And I said, I want to be a poster. I want to be a poster. And God, I don't know how it happened. In the same month, Michael Lucas gets to Israel to shoot, uh, his Israeli productions. Yeah. And you know? it, it timed and I was out. The first one. No, just Jonathan in this way is a little bit shy. Jonathan is, is one of the um, people who made the revolution in Israel. And only when the documentary came out, he started to get the, uh, the feedback and what he deserved to get. When he started to be on timeout in Israel, completely naked with his dick front timeout, no one dared to do it before. He went to the party. He was the original revolution about how to deal with sexuality, queer sexuality in Israel. Yeah. And everybody judged him, hate him, told him, it's, what are you doing? You know, you, can you say that at the beginning? Of course, of course. I mean, you're Jewish. How can you do this stuff like right. that? I mean, so you're oh being a, I mean, <laughs> a real provocateur, kind of like Madonna with her sex book. Like, I'm going to be out oh, there yeah. about sexuality, and I, yeah. and, and I know people are going to come for me, but I, I believe this. I think this is... Yeah. I, just, I, I was looking. Look, I was looking behind me because I have this book. I have the the sex book. I, have a, I got a, the, the sex book when I was uh, fourteen or fifteen. Uh, someone sent it to me, and uh, I think this this book is a huge inspiration. Did it fall? Uh, did your book sex. fall apart? The physical book fall apart? Because doesn't it? It of used course. to fall. It did. It did fall apart. All right. All right. Yeah. You know what? That's part of the charm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Tomer. I know from making my own gay projects that sometimes it's very easy for mainstream culture to go, oh, that's a gay thing. I don't have to engage with this film. But you you guys just won the the 
documentary equivalent of the Oscar, right, in Israel? Yeah. How do yeah. you That's how do you get mainstream yeah. audiences to go, oh no, this is a film that is has universal themes that I there is something here for me. It doesn't need to be ghettoized. How do you push against that? You see this guy near me? Yeah. Okay, you see him? Yeah. It's it's hard to explain. It's it's hard to explain. You have to understand. We created this movie. We went out to Jerusalem Film Festival. We get the prize in the Jerusalem Film Festival. Then we went to the cinema. People say maximum one weekend, three days of, of, of uh, commercial uh, theatrical release. Right. That's all you're going to get. No, nobody will come again. And people told me, because before this, I had a very successful project about dance group, Ohad Narin, Mr. Gaga. Huge successful. People told me, you're going to destroy your career. Destroy, yeah. Right. Why are you spending all this time on this gay porn star? Why are you putting so much into this? This is not a career-making kind of subject, right? I'm sure you dealt with that. It's a mistake, they told me. And it's the movie is about his heart. You saw something about Jonathan, and, and I came with no judgment to the story. And, of course, we start to be very close friend. And I think it's really gave you access to the world that uh, everyone talked about, it fantasized, but never have access to see the backstage of porn industry, right. escorting, relationship in family. And once you have someone like Jonathan that come with deep, clear um, honesty, it's win everything. It doesn't matter anymore about gay, straight, Jewish, Muslim. I've been with him, he can tell you. We've been to Russia. We've been, we've been to places that, that like people, like, you know, I mean, 80 years old, uh, married people, like, came over there, and grandparents, and, and parents, and and grandmothers, and you can imagine. And there was even one screening that we did for 400 uh, psycho, uh, yeah. psychological yeah. uh, wow. like people. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, people are, like really wanted to test me to see like what's going on over there. You know, what's what's going on with these two, with uh, Tomer and Jonathan. And um, we we were that that was unbelievable. I mean, I really thought that only like a few gays will see the film. Right, maybe, you know. It- we said that maybe, I remember he told me, I cannot promise you anything, but maybe, maybe one day we will get to the USA with the film just for a small festival, you know, it will, it's going to be pride. I, I, I cannot guarantee. After six months, we were already all over the world and everybody like just want to see the film and everything. And of course, the film changed my life and I love this film and this is... Obviously, the best film you will ever see, but um, it, it's, it was unbelievable, the reaction from people. It was unbelievable. Till today, I mean, I cannot believe it. And, and we were waiting for New York and LA because Jonathan, you know... I was born in, in, in New York, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow, all right. Yeah, That's right. Your parents, yeah, your, your mother and father do talk about being in New York. Um, yeah. yeah. To me, the movie's a love story between a mother and a son. Uh, that relationship is so beautiful and you're able to share a lot of your life of your work with her you show her parts of your movie like the acting parts and then you're like and then we go upstairs and fuck and she's like okay i'm out but she's in like i I think even when you come out and your family accepts you and all that stuff you can't talk to them about your sex life you can't have a sex toy laying around. There's still shame around it, even when everybody's accepting. No, but you do. You do it. You guys don't buy into any of those rules. And that's really refreshing. I'm like, oh, what if your mother could see you in a fetish outfit and be fine with it? Like, that's what, what would that world look like? And as a viewer, we get to see that. Like, what if we were able to bring our whole self to a relationship? 
you know how many times before every show, before every every uh, um, every event, because I was like a I loved to uh, to dress up, you know. Right. I had costumes. I still today. I have a big luggage, you know. There's tons of costumes. There's a great and, scene uh, early in the mo- in the in the movie where you buy like a Batman kind of outfit for a fetish ball, and your mother's like, "Couldn't yeah. you get a? Couldn't you get a heavy coat?" And you're like, "No, I need that. This is what I need." So that, <laughs> that that's a great like moment that says a lot. But you you love yeah. all of that stuff. I loved, I loved all those stuff, yeah. yeah. I mean, I cannot imagine myself wearing heels today. Right. Um, and I've got, I've got, you know, I have to show you one minute. Okay. Um, I mean, this is the center of my house, you know, I mean... This is the... Look at those. That's like a kinky boots kind of heel. I love it. Yeah. I want to do a screen grab of that. Hang on on my computer. Hang on, Jonathan. Can you put it up there again? <laughs> I love it. This is very exciting. We're going to post this on Instagram or something. All right. Look at that. Okay. So it's like a kinky boots, high heel. I got it. Where would you wear that? Like in, uh, in like appearances? Yeah, yeah. I used to like, uh, you know, that, that's that's for, that's really. I'm telling you the truth. Uh, I mean, I kind of was the first one in Israel to wear like um, lingerie and stuff like that. Right to play with and gender was, and femininity. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had like many shows that I did actually in straight clubs of like this and androgynist. Andre- yeah, androgynous. Yeah. Andre- like yeah. men and women and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, so that's that's yeah. <laughs> but but you have to understand, Jonathan also went out to the, in the street of Tel Aviv. Sometimes we went to shoot him in Chadera in the north, and it's not casual pictures to see someone like him on high heel with very strange underwear in a public in a public taxi with ten. Yes, you get you, you get on the taxi with your bare ass. I was like, that taxi driver's got to be thrilled, right? But yeah, you, but you got a big tip after that. It's okay. It's, it worked out. I used, to tip them, I used to tip them a lot for what they yeah. Yeah, went through with me. <laughs> there's, a, yeah. there's a moment, there are two big sequences at the Hustler Ball, which is a big, I guess it's a big party in Berlin. It's, it's like a lot yeah. of people in the adult film industry, awards are given out. And I love that these yeah. scenarios that you guys play out on stage you see that they're yeah. treated to be so heterosexual. It's like you're given a scenario to play. Are those events yeah. fun? Are they, what are they like? To, what is it like to be one oh, of those wow. people performing with all these people on stage, having sex and simulating and all of it? If, if, if you ask me, that was the best part of You the, loved uh, it. Of, of, being a, of being a porn star, that was the best part. Hustleball, I used to do, you know, I mean, I think also in New York they have Hustleball, but I did Hustleball New York, I did, uh, no, sorry, uh, uh, Hustleball Berlin, Hustleball London, and Hustleball, I think it was in Paris also one time, and it was over, it's, also, it's always, uh, you know, it's like, a, uh, I think two days or three days party, you know, I mean, you have like a few parties and stuff like that, right. and you perform with so many people and so many, and, and I'm, you can ask Tomer, I mean, I, I used to plan things a month before, I mean, right. there was this, um, I, I don't want to be uh, very kinky in this conversation, but I had this uh, instrument that I designed myself, um, uh, as I said, uh, <laughs> You know, and, and, and like a sex toy, something to use in your huh? something to use in your performance, like a, a toy. Yeah, yeah. To use in my performance, and I actually like I invented this thing, you know, right? I mean, and I did it, and, and Tomer went crazy because yeah. of me. I mean, he couldn't watch me, like. 
Like, you know, come on, putting an iron, you know, something to your ass, going to a factory that creates things for uh, for butchers or whatever. Right. And then I don't I don't understand why we need to go to this shop. Really, why, why, what are you going to do there? And he starts to explain to this guy and not saying what later on at night he's going to do. It. Either put it around his necklace or going far with yourself and whatever around your dick and in your right. eyes. But in a very artistic, poetic way, in a very beautiful poetic way. I was very artistic. Right. You're, if you're going to make a toy, you want it to be beautiful, right? You want to. I love this conversation. <laughs> so, but but that scene did not end up in the movie. Maybe in the deleted scenes on the DVD. Yeah. But um, thank God, thank God. But the hustler ball for you was fun. Like it was exciting. It was it was like because yeah. I love the, the. It was exciting, and it was also don't forget. It was also a competition for me. Yes, and. Oh, my God. And there's one time when you don't do as well at the at the at the at the thing, and you could see the disappointment on your face. And as a viewer, yeah. you're like, "Oh shit, reality's going to start to set in." Like the bubble, yeah, you cannot stay at the top like this forever. It was, was that what yeah, that was like it, when you realized, "Oh, I, I got a little too carried away with all of this." Um, I I really did think. I remember I remember this party very good. You know, I mean, I was I was really sure that I'm going to win. Right, I mean, you were the Glenn that, Close that, that, of that, that event. Year. Yeah, but then I, I mean, I think at this time when I didn't win, and you can saw, you can also see it in the film. I think I think I was already very deep on drugs uh, back then. Right, I was like very like. I, you can see that I'm very skinny over there already, and then I'm, yeah, you know, I mean, I think that that was the 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 turning point of the career. I mean, I think that back then I became much more of an escort than a porn star. Right. And um, I was, I, I remember I kind of felt that I'm like uh, grabbing to the last uh, whatever I can get from Jonathan Agassi. Right, the glory of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think from that moment on, I think everything became much more uh, trashy, you know? I mean, I did shows no matter what, like even for, for $100. No, never for $100. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, cheap you shows. know, cheap shows. And whoever just wanted me, just as long as it, there will be Jonathan Agassi, Jonathan Agassi, Jonathan Agassi. Right, you got it. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't like that period of time. It, it wasn't a good, uh, good period. And, and you know what was uh, interesting and strange? When Jonathan saw the first um, screening and later on, he didn't understand the connection between losing, you know, the competition. Right. And then he, he's not forcing someone, but he asked someone, tell me I'm the best, I'm the best while I'm fucking you or whatever. And he said, tell me, what's the connection between these two scenes? I say, you, and only later on, two years later, he, I... He saw what I mean. Hey, you lost your ego. You're not the best on the competition. So where you can bring your power and, and and prove something while you do sex with people tell you you are the best. You are the best. Right. But it's based on money and power between people. So you yeah. remember. And and I, and I was a very poor loser. You know, I mean, I didn't know how to lose. You know, I mean, I think it got me really depressed, and I think it got me really like. Uh, even heavier on drugs and stuff like that, and trying even to, to be... I, remember I had, like, maybe, like, two years' time that I was really trying to to be back, to yeah. be Jonathan Agassi, you know, to... But it didn't work. And I'm happy that it didn't work. Yeah. I'm happy that it didn't work, yeah. Yeah, because ultimately you came out of it with with the, the life lessons yeah. and you survived it. Tomer, what is... How long is the period of time that we see on camera? How many years are we covering? Between five or six. Wow. Because, you know, we start early, Jonathan... 
young man going to Rome with men in Israel, peak of his career, and then I've been with him here and there. Then he disappeared for a couple of months. I went back to him. I still didn't realize he's going through tough days. Mykonos, Ibiza, all over. So on and off, but sometimes very intensive days. Sometimes a man disappeared from my life for months. No idea where and what's going on. Later on, I realized when you're under drugs, no responsibility. I don't care about you. Even I promise you something. Sorry, you need to hear it. There's no value for time for commitment for whatever right Jonathan is very responsibility and when he tell me something he always stand behind it right it's and then he's really high only if i'm not only if i'm not high. right and then that started to change toma were you ever afraid that that you were not going to have a film or that he was going to overdose and that would be it and like did, did you ever feel like what happens into this what's going to happen to this project you know when you, now when you lift it up and again, I hope Jonathan is okay to talk about things, and if not, he will say. He told me in a very tough situation between us, he says, Tomer, I'm not going to live more uh, above 35, basically. Wow. And he was, I think, and he, and he was, I don't know, 29 or 28 or 30, and, and I was in his age, maybe a little bit older, so it's almost, he talked about me, hey, Tomer, I don't want to be like you. Hey, all, you know, I was, come on, I was 39 back then or 40, I don't remember. So basically, Tomer, I don't want to be like you, old man gay that, you know, lost his uh, whatever beauty. Yeah, nothing sadder than an old gay man, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's it the worst fate in the world. And you, if you can talk about Amart Aliyat, Alorot Selichyot. Yeah, I... I, I but that was even before porn. I always knew that I, I said that I would never, never pass 35. Uh, you know, when we got to, what I said, the title, I was 30. So using cash, yeah. Cash, no. 30, 33, I think. You were going to be the James Dean, the Marilyn Monroe. We have two more years. Where did that come from, that idea for you, that you weren't going to live to be older than 35? Uh, I've I've lived quite extreme life. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of, I, I, I wanted, I, I always knew that I want a, a dramatic end, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like like that, an overdose or like, yeah. I, I don't know, like suddenly, you know, I mean, everybody's looking for Jonathan and he's, nobody can yeah. find him and then they find me die. Like, I'm dead, but I'm beautiful, you know? But yeah, I'm leave dead. a beautiful corpse, as they say. Live yeah, fast, exactly. die young. Not to get to the... Yeah. Yeah. I think also sometimes I try to remind Jonathan, Jonathan has so much power, not only because of his beauty. Okay, he's beautiful, sexy man, it's clear and it's there. But he's a deep and smart, intelligent, cool, brave. And he felt all the time, and that's a message I got him. Once I lose the ability to be the best sex worker or the best sex I can offer to you, I, not to me, life, to the people. Life is not worth living, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I remember I remember I said it. I, something like that, yeah. If I, cannot be, if I cannot be Jonathan Agassi, like the porn star, the biggest one... Uh, then then there's, no, there's nothing here in this life for me. But also think about it. I mean, you know, now I'm after that kind of thing. You know, uh, this... I mean... Uh, after this process. After, no, no. I, I, what I wanted to say is, can you try to imagine what it is to be a big, big porn star and then to go work in a supermarket? You know, yeah. I can imagine how, how, how our life is different. You know what I mean? Right. Well, imagine you that everybody in Tel Aviv or in Israel saw you, saw you naked and saw you do crazy things. And now you sell them the milk and the, 
uh, milk and uh, bread in the morning. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and lots of people know me, and lots of people know who I was and, and, and everything. And it was very, it was very um, hard work on my ego, yeah. you know, to, uh, to went past it and to, to, to give up on ego completely right. and to know that some people will come and say, hey, aren't you Jonathan Agassi? I mean, you used to be a poster. What are you doing in the supermarket? Because... Uh, by the way, I'm working in a supermarket. Right, I read that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, imagine how, how hard it is. You know, and I right. had, like, lots of very difficult times um, uh, being stronger than that. Right. You know, I mean, to say, fuck it, you know, it's life. I mean, I could have been dead somewhere. I could have, I could have been, you know, I could have been... Not, not, I, I could not be 36 or 37 or 38 like I am today. Yeah. You know, I mean, how, how amazing is that, that I, I managed to recover this. And I don't mind being a gay old man. <laughs> that might be, think, that might be the title I of this podcast. Yeah. No, it's important. <laughs> uh, you were going to say something, Tomer? Yeah. Just to give you an example, when we went to the first screening and later to the festival, and I felt Jonathan is coming almost naked confusing and say, Jonathan, you don't need to sell your body. People, you'll be surprised. You say, what do you mean? People will like me even I'm completely dressed. Oh, God, that and breaks my heart a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I hope so. And also for the people who is listening to your amazing program <laughs> that they will think about it because for so many years, for him, it's just piece of meat and what I need to give you, sorry, is my beautiful chest, my beautiful ass, my beautiful dig, nothing else. Right. And I tell him, Jonathan, you will be surprised that you can offer more than this. But yeah. I remember the the, uh, the first the, uh, Jerusalem. We were in Jerusalem. We were like we were doing the first screening ever, and I remember I, I said I don't care. I mean, like a few weeks before, I said I, I want to come with a hairness, you know. With yes. this, uh, I said I'm coming with a, with a hairness, you know, no right. matter what. I mean, I put it under 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 my uh, my button shirt. I will have an hairness. I don't care, like Superman. Tan, right, exactly. And at the end, uh, I decided not to do that. I'm not going to rock went, the harness. I don't need the harness. No, I'm coming like with button, button shirt, right? Like very fancy pants and very fancy shoes and everything. And the reaction, I mean, I think that was the best profile picture I've, I've ever had. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But it's a point to, to explain is that it took to time to Jonathan to build confidence that base. You don't need only to sell your body. Even right. all of us want to look good. And it was very interesting process to witness it from outside. You know, when now, hey, you can offer yeah. more layers from your life. Yeah. Tomer, for you watching his journey, I think you guys obviously became friends or collaborators. Like there's a closeness. And I'm sure, Tomer, you could see him going like this ego crash, like, oh, God, this is not going to be pretty. And can you as a friend, can you say, hey, you know, you win some, you lose some. Let's, you know, can you can you talk to him about like that? Or is it just something that you observe? No, no, no. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, I think that um, I, I will never forget like we had we never really had a big fight except right. one. Oh, good. Yeah, I want to hear about it. Yeah. Wow. We are. Yeah. That was Alexander. We're asking, are we talking about the same one? He said, yes. I mean, we had only one, one big fight, you know, that uh, I was back to use drugs again. Like, and, and it was, it was like a, a period of like two weeks, only two weeks. I, I think I couldn't. It was a period of time that I couldn't handle all the attention, all the attention that I'm getting, you know. And I said, yeah, you know, I, just one time I have to, I have to smoke, I have to, I don't know, I have to. 
And then it became like over two weeks and I became, it, it affected me 20 times harder than it affected me before, you know? I so mean, this is was, sort of like a relapse after the film is finished. Yeah and, yeah, and he told me, I'm cutting the film. No film, no film. I cannot, we cannot do it like when you're in this position. I cannot tell people that, uh, to, to lie to people now because of you. And I cannot do that. I cannot, this is how it is. You, you want to stop? We're, we're stopping right now. We're stopping with the film. I'm, you know, you know I mean, it's either this one. Yeah, you, you know, he, he caught me. He caught me. And I said, you know what, Tomer? You are so right. You are so right. Give me just three days. Three days, you know? And I went to my room for three days. And then I called him and I said, Tomer, come on. I mean, I promise you, everything will be okay. You are so right. You are so everything, you know? I mean, and that was the first time that, you know, I mean, it was... Because during, I think, I, I hope I'm, I'm saying the right things, you know, but during the shoots, when we were filming the whole time, I mean, I told them, I mean, you don't stop filming. You don't, we said it, both of us, you know, I mean, it's either we're doing it or not, we're not doing it. And it was the first time since shooting that Tomer tells me, no, no, it cannot go like that. You cannot, you cannot. You already stepped out of it. You already, right. you were so strong. You were so everything. I mean, I love you, Jonathan, but I cannot be with you when you are like this again. Yeah, this but isn't the story I want to tell. Yeah, this is not the story we're telling. Get it together. No, but, but it's not only this. For me, I think the message, and who is Jonathan in this world, is offer a very healing process um, options and very beautiful journey. And I told him, I'm not going to lie, people. It's against what we offer in the movie. So if you are stoned with drugs, let's talk about it and say, yeah. I'm in drugs. Sitting and, and, and giving these uh, American people a happy hand, kitsch, Hollywood, hey, I'm out of drugs and going to the garden to, to use cheap drugs. I'm not cooperate with this uh, fucking right. illusion. It, it, it's, it's against my beliefs in the documentary. And that was the point. Right. You, not that, yeah. Right. You didn't want to be telling a story that wasn't true. You didn't want to and be I lying to people. Angry. And, and also I took it personal because I love him. It was in the in spot. Of, I, we were so close and I love him. So I was, I was sad. I was sad. I said, Jonathan, you went back again to destroy your life, who you are, what you can offer to the world. Go fuck yourself. Go again to this uh, here, uh, whatever garden. I, I was so upset. I took it yeah. so hard. Yes, that I can imagine. Awful. But thank God that it was like that. I mean, thank God. <laughs> yeah, because things turned around. What's important, Jonathan, what's important to you now? Because before stardom, attention, being sexy, being the best, that was important. What's important now? Well, I think, you know, I mean, it's a good question, but I don't have, like, it, I, I'm still learning now how right. to live my life like in, in, in a very normal way. Right. You know, so for me to wake up in the well, I work only in night shifts. So, like, for me to wake up to go go to work, uh, meet people, always be with good energy, stuff like that. You know, in just the, the basic stuff, I still I, I'm still not in a position of in my life and strong enough in my life. Sure. To say, you know, to have, yeah, you know what, now I, ju I just want to own the kiosk and uh, uh, th this is uh, all that important for me. I think for me now it's important, uh, it's much more personal stuff, you know, I mean, like discovering, uh, you know, I mean, I, I was in rehab from sex also for three years. I didn't have sex for three years. Wow. So now um, I'm kind of starting to go back to... Uh, connect to my sexuality a little bit right but it's much more calm than than it used to be you know i mean i'm, I'm for me it's important right now to discover who i really am right without the drug 
without phone. You, you, it's actually it's the question, just exactly how you asked it. Like before, that was this, the things that, that were important for me. Right. I think that now I'm discovering how to handle uh, life itself and whatever will come with the future. You know, I accept it and I take it and I love it and I work with it. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't have um, priorities too much right now. I'm just discovering who I am, yeah. how I am, what I love, what I don't love, uh, relationship, not relationship, only sex, not sex. You know, I mean... Yeah, one day at a time. Like one day at a time, yeah. as they say. Psychological uh, problems, you know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and we, had, we had a beautiful conversation, not far away, and he talked about intimacy. For Jonathan, it was to learn the whole basic uh, toolbox of intimacy. Right. Between him and himself, invite a guy. For years, he refused to do sex. I told him, don't punish yourself. Why you punish yourself? No party, no drugs, no alcohol, no sex. Only lately, start to talk about the beautiful options, you know, to meet people... Not because of Jonathan Agassi, the best porn star, just because this Jonathan and right. something you can. And, and, and also, don't forget that some people like will obviously have some expectations of me sure. uh, in terms of sex. In terms of sex, so it's really difficult to to meet people and to know and to let them know. Hey, it's not. It's not going to be a porn show. It's right. not going to be like a, like if you're having sex with me now, it's not going to be a production. Right. It's not going to be like a, you will probably finish in two minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, how have you had romantic relationships? Because that's not something that we see much of in the film or dating or. I had. I, I had a few. I had a few. I had one uh, one big one uh, up until uh, three or four years ago. Right. Uh, but now no. Now it's a. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a work. It's a work in progress. Yeah. I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm open. I'm open to that. Yeah, yeah. What? And, and one element to, to talk about the the changes. When I met Jonathan, it was all about Facebook, Instagram, to immediately to put it. And you know, lately, what amazing we meet, and it's not about uh, telling to the world I, what I became. I became very discreet. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It because I think when Facebook first started, we all got really excited, and there was this thing of like it was a performance, right? I have to perform, and then I think you get tired. You're like, oh, I don't need to yeah. share everything. There's certain right. moments that made me laugh out loud in the movie where you'll be at this really harrowing point, and you're like, i got to go on Facebook. And there's just something absurd about Facebook <laughs> as a character in this piece, right? But it was part of how you communicated with your fans, right? Yes, definitely. And for me, it was more than that. It, it was how I was, I was connecting to myself. I mean, you know, I mean, I could have, I could have not met people at all for months and months and months. And this was my only uh, connection, actually, to the world, you know. And I, but, but it, it, it used to be a, a very fake sometimes, you know. I mean, just to, just, like you said, just to, to, to make a performance. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, life is beautiful. Right. Have a good day. Love you. Your mother, your mother is so open also on camera. What does she think of the film now, the finished film? Um, I, th I know that she loves it. Let me put a little bit of Both Jonathan and Anna get permission to see the movie before and to choose the borders and how far to go with the movie. That's to be clear. Right. But Anna was very hard, Jonathan will talk more, to see her son with client. You know, the movie is dark movie. Let's talk about it, you right. know. At the mother point of view, watching him, and she told me, Tomer, 
I never realized it's so bad and so uh, almost tragic. She knows that Jonathan has issue with drugs, but she got the illusion of this beautiful life of Jonathan Agassi only when she came to Jerusalem Film Festival to the premiere. She was shocked. She was shocked. Yeah, because she saw uh, a lot know, of things. I know that she... I, I know that, of course, she loves the film, and of course, she, she loves, uh, she hates uh, my, my father parts in the film, but... Um, she appreciates the film. Yeah, but she appreciates the film. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, this film, I mean, I, it, 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 it changed our lives, you know, completely. Also hers, also mine, of course. Um, so it's like... It's like we are, uh, we are grateful for this film, you know, both of us, me and my mom. I mean, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's not like I can tell you, yeah, it's the best film ever, you know, I mean, I love this film. But for me, it's, uh, it's just a life-changing life um, part of my life that I will never, ever, 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 ever forget. Uh, and right now, when we were talking about all those things, first of all, you, you, had, you are uh, an amazing, um, you had amazing questions and everything. And it really uh, took me back to the good times. Thank you. So, uh, thank you. You know, I mean, thank you very much. It was, um, look, look how happy I am. <laughs> oh, look at that. I, I like it. It awesome. makes me feel great. So <laughs> you and your mother being so open and telling your story, it, it could have gone another way, but the film, it seems, brought you closer together or made your relationship richer. Is that right? Uh, if you can make it richer than that, yes. I mean, it's already an amazing relationship. Like one thing that one th- theme that jumped out at me is that you, it's revealed that your your birth wasn't planned; that uh, you were kind of a yeah. surprise, and yes. that was that was true of me. And I didn't think of it as a factor in my life until the last few years. And certain things about my journey and my personality make so much more sense in that context. And it, it was kind of eye-opening to me to think about, like, oh, that's maybe my father never liked that I was around because I wasn't meant to be around. No, you know, like it, it was it was something yeah, yeah, unlocked in me in the last few years. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Listen, of course, that obviously. I in the conversation that you see with my father and everything, the whole conversation. I mean, I knew, I always knew that I wasn't planned. I mean... Right. I, I knew that. I knew that too, but I never thought about it. I never thought about what yeah. that meant day to day, right? Yeah. But, but I, I was, you know, I mean, my whole life, I, I grew up with my mom and everything. So I heard the story. I heard her side of the, of the story. When I heard the other side, the wrong side, not the... Right. Not, not the truth. The truthful side um, of the story, I was really shocked. I mean, I said, oh my, am I that, that big of a mistake? Am I like, oh, my God. I mean, and imagine that I, was, I wasn't planned. Nobody wanted me, actually. And now I'm doing this to my mom. I mean, I'm, I'm a porn star. I'm gay. I'm everything. That, but it's the opposite is the, is the truth, you know? I right. Mean, maybe I wasn't planned, but me and my mom, I mean, we're... It's like it, it it it's always been like you know together. So well, there's one um, point. There's a sweet conversation you have early on where you say, "I'm your man," and she's like, "You're not supposed yeah. to be my man," or something. I'm paraphrasing, but it's so yes. poignant. Like, but also the the scene with your father we're talking about is he tells a version of his experiences when you were born and all of that 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 does not track with your mother's experience. But as I was watching it, I thought maybe that's what he's told himself to live with. Like I, I, you know, like I don't. To me, it didn't come across oh, as this, yeah. It didn't come across as a horrible yeah. lie. It came across as his way of of we, dealing with we it. We were talking about it actually. I think one time in life, 
I think that oh, I think that I even spoke about it with my father because we made uh, we made peace. Everybody, you know, I mean, me, my father, my mom, everybody is in peace now, and everybody's friends and everybody's everything. But he said he said to us one time. He said, "This is how I remember it. I mean, you know, yeah. you can always." You can always think that, um, yeah, I mean, there's always two sides uh, right. to every coin, you know, I mean, however you say it. Right. But not to make it simple so much, it's cover guilty from the father. You can see yeah, it when yeah. Jonathan yes. is sitting lonely in Berlin, left over and depressed, start going back to drugs, heavy drugs, when he sees a father with a little uh, girl, his, his sister. Yes. And why? And why this sister have a, a good father or pretend a good father? And not, why not Jonathan, beautiful boy, didn't have it? It's not fair. Something about basic unfair yes. situation in life. Yes. He's mad, at, he's mad at him more than I'm mad yeah. at him. So. Right? I have friends that will carry grudges for me for people that I'm not, I'm not mad at that person anymore. My friend's like, oh, no, I've got this. I'm going to keep this going. Um, yeah. The parallels with Elton John's story are so interesting to me because Elton John's father remarried and had very affectionate, tender relationships with the, the, the new kids that he didn't have with Elton. Anyway, that's a sidebar. What do you miss the most about being Jonathan Agassi, porn star? What's the, oh, what's the little freedom. thing that you miss? Freedom. 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 The freedom of it. The freedom of it. The sexual freedom of it. The um, I, I, it was fun. I mean, yeah, and you and you make it mind. look fun. You look yeah, like you watch it and you're going, "This I, guy I, is I, doing I sound, his thing." I, I don't want to sound like a, how how you say that uh, uh, kitsch. Like kids, but yeah. I really did enjoy it. I really, yeah. And when you enjoy something, when you do something and you enjoy it, but it's the same for me now. The walk in the kiosk. I mean, I'm the same energy. I mean, if you come to my kiosk and you meet me, I mean, you would think you just met the hottest kiosk star uh, in the world, you know? So back then when it was porn star, yeah, you know, I mean, it was the same. But really, I mean, I, I had, you know, I mean, it took me, I think, maybe three years uh, to learn how to wake up in the morning. I mean, I needed to wake up three hours before just to, you know, when I, when I stopped with drugs, when I right. stopped with everything, I didn't uh, have to be like in the public eye all the time, you know, be on Facebook, be on that, be on that, just be like walking all the time, just to uh, to maintain this uh, image. Right. Um, but in your but, career, you also really enjoyed to break the borders. Yeah, he's, he's saying about breaking borders and stuff like that. And it's true. Yeah, you know, I mean, that was actually, that was an amazing time of my life. And the freedom that I'm talking about, I mean, you know, it's, um, I, I, could, I could like be in Italy on, when, on Sunday and then in Spain on Tuesday. And then, uh, you know, and I'm buying whatever I want. And every shoe, I had so many shoes. Oh, my God, so many shoes. <laughs> I, used to, I used to travel. I used to travel with two luggage of shoes. Right. Like 40 couples of shoes. You can't imagine. So now when I need to work really hard to pay my rent and when I need yeah. to, uh, uh, you know, every Everything has to be uh, calculated. Right. Everything has to be, you know, yeah. human. <laughs> so that's that's the points when I say, hmm, yeah. imagine, yeah. imagine if I could go back. You at, know? At, at its best, it was really fabulous. It was fabulous yeah. and glamorous and sexy and fun. And I loved your, you're taking your mom on these location shoots. Like every time yeah. I do a porn, I'm going to bring you here. And like um, Michael Lucas was was very significant in in blowing up your career. And I met him once. He's an interesting person. What's your relationship like with him now? Do you still are do you still have a relationship with him? 
we, we don't have a relationship. I mean, uh, I think we spoke a few times uh, before the film came out. Right. I have no idea if, if he watched the film or not. Um, things didn't end the best way with me and him. Right. Uh, I think you, that comes across. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Contract you know, wise. I yeah. Mean, I had a contract. The contract is finished. Uh, I worked only for him. You know, I never worked for nobody else. You know, I mean, no other production company can say I worked with Jonathan Agassi. So he had a really uh, strong hold on me. But uh, today, I mean, if I will meet him, I'm sure that we will have dinner and we will talk and we will um, uh, be very nostalgic and memories and stuff like that. I think we met one time. Um, um, remember, we met one time um, so that he can allow us to use uh, things for the film. Right, because his voice, you hear his voice. Yeah, but I don't know if you yeah, see him on camera. Yeah. We were talking and we were eating for like a dinner and everything, and everything was very nice. Um, you know, he was my boss. You know how it is with bosses. <laughs> sometimes good, sometimes, sometimes bad, mostly bad. But I know that he loved me. I know that he really loved me. And I know that uh, I, I, I think... I mean, I hope it's not it's not um, cocky of me to say it, but I think in the same way that he helped me build a career, I think that we helped each other. I mean, I I think that while while we were working together, everything was great. Well, I can imagine him being very excited about you because you have the package and you look right, but you also bring something like you have a star quality that I think in his business you're like, yes, that's what we need, or we need someone that can carry the scene before the fucking or whatever it is, and you had all of that stuff and i'm sure he was yeah. like this is this is great this he is appreciated it yeah. yeah and and with conversation with michael lucas i have i think two two long interview and he told me and that's also from my side was jealousy you know i'm not jealous about jonathan life and whatever happened to him the better but i remember the jealousy for his freedom to check things in sexuality i really in this case want to be jonathan i'm more shy i want there to have sex on a bar with someone i don't dare to go with few people and michael told me even in this porn industry jonathan was unique told me he was unique i said what unique what can be unique sorry what can be unique you need to fuck someone someone fucking what's the big deal and he said tomer he came to do it like it's not for the stage he came to do real passionate sex with people and we felt it the woman who took the mr pam was a cameraman a woman she say she never saw someone animalistic alive right. doing something like this with from your heart it's right. strange to say from the heart well, I didn't do it from there I did it from here right no and it comes across like I think you watch it and you go oh he's that's what he's meant to be doing like it's yeah. not like oh things didn't work out and now he's drifted into porn no that's yeah, that you know was what? his thing you know what? I did it you did it Ooh, I love I did it. it I have yeah. one other question about the, the, the drugs um, when you first did it was it was it the first time you started doing things, was it because it's going to be a party and it's going to be fun? Or was it an escape right oh, away? Oh, no, no. What was that, the, that's, the that's, beginning of that like? What was the vibe? Okay, okay. So, listen. I mean, I used to do, you know, I mean, weekends and stuff like sure. that. You go out, you do a little bit of uh, whatever, you know. Um, Crystal meth. Uh, I had a, a rule about it. Yeah, I that's the devil. I was against it. You yes. can't even imagine. I mean, I used to watch Oprah all the time, and she <laughs> had this show that she showed before and after how they looked. Yes. And I said, I will never do crystal meth. I will never do crystal meth. But then, you know, just a Jewish boy from uh, from Tel Aviv, going. I'm going to London to, for the hustle ball. 
I'm meeting the most gorgeous black man I've ever seen in my life, in my life. I mean, body like a god, beautiful face, beautiful everything, huge, wherever it needs to be huge. I right. mean, you can We got you. Okay. Yeah. And I said, you know, I mean, wow, I, I want to meet this guy. And the whole party, like, we had a good good chemistry and everything. And then we went to his place. And then he's taking the, the pipe out. Right. And I say, no, 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 no. Not for I me. I watch Oprah. I know I know better. And it was kind of a, this, that was the term. He said, you know, I mean, no, this is what I do. So it's either yes or no. But, I mean, come on. I mean, well, look at me. I've been using, he's telling me, I've been using for eight years. Look how I look. You know, I mean, I'm gorgeous. <laughs> wow. And he said, you know what? What can one drag do? Right. And I did one drag. And after four days that we were pumping and doing and whatever and more guys and everything and partying and doing more drugs and i'm like that was the first time for me it was amazing right and then like we 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 like at the end of the this few days and then he's smiling at me and i see that he has not one teeth in his mouth everything was like just nothing and you didn't so notice until that moment that there were no teeth I didn't see it. I looked at so many other things that this one, it didn't caught my eye, you know? Wow. And then I said, and I remember, I remember, you know, I mean, that was in London, and I went from London to Berlin. And always before that in Berlin, always everybody asked me, do you do Tina? And I always said, no. Not and for I me. I remember I just landed. I just landed in Berlin, and I'm opening the grinder or whatever. And the first message I get is tea. And I said, yes, of course. Wow. And this is how... It's so insidious that way. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. then from that moment on, I think for four years, daily, all the time. I can I couldn't stop. Like even it. It wasn't just only on the weekends. It was all the time. I wow. used to like run for like uh, three, four, five days, going to sleep for like a half a day, waking up again. Tina, G, boom, boom. Yeah, the clients. Ta 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 ta. You know, crazy life. Crazy wow. life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, I just want to say again how much I love the movie, how emotional it was, how well made it was, your openness, your vulnerability, um, Tomer, your musical choices, the cutting. It just, it, yeah. it, it from the first few frames, you're like, oh, we're in good, ha- we're in good hands as an audience. Like, oh, we're they know what they're doing. Um, what I'd love for each of you to share a reaction that you've gotten to the film that was surprising or memorable. Somebody, something that somebody said, somebody in your life or a stranger. Is there a moment that that somebody commented on the film that you remember? Uh, a, a good point uh, that happened to us during the film is that I went to this um, uh, foundation, uh, foundation uh, for kids in risk. You know, like interesting. It yeah, me to talk to them about prostitution, about uh, you know sex workers and, and stuff like that. That, that. that was really one of the most uh, um, empowering. Q and A that I that I've, I've ever that I've ever had, you know. I mean, to know that you can inspire someone to um, to get out of uh, a situation like I was or something like that, that that was amazing for me. Right. So they were younger people. They were younger at risk yeah. people, like because teenager teenager people with a connection to drugs, violence, and post trauma, and some uh, abuse issues, and also 
dealing with escorting, you know, 16, 17, 18. And the woman that was dealing with him say, I don't want any more pretend any different movie. I don't want movie with happy message. I don't want to please them. I don't want to try. I want to bring Jonathan speaking directly to them. Right. And they were freaking out because finally came someone from their field, from their life. Right. And talking on the same level. Right. And she said later on that she knows that if two of them, it's, it's switched their life not going to this direction. They came to take inspiration from Jonathan as a porn star and escorting because it's cool, it's money. Right. And they realized the damage and the price of it. And she said for years after, she know this is a turning point in their life, not choosing these options, how to present your personality. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But, but, but also to know that if you do choose this kind of path, so you know, you know the, um, the risk that you take when right. you do that. Right. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, a hypo, hypocrisy. No. I'm not, I, I, you know, I, I'm not a hypocrite, I'm saying. I'm not a hypocrite, you know I mean? I'm not going to say, yeah, you know, this is bad. You know, don't do it. Don't, never. I never said don't do it. You know I mean? If, if I meet people and everybody, sometimes always, sometimes always, uh, they sometimes always ask me uh, if I would recommend it. So it's not a recommendation, but it's just to know that if you're going in this path, if you're going to walk with your body, if you're going to be an escort, if you're going to be a porn star, so you have to know the risk. You know, you have to know that people will look at you differently. You have to know that there is some expectations from you. You have to know that sometimes you meet someone who can be bad for you, that sometimes you can do a little bit more drugs, that sometimes, like, you know, to take all the things that come with it, uh, with it. And if, like, let's say I'm talking to five people and two of them decide not to go in this way, I mean, you know, that's great for me. I mean, that's... Right. You're sharing your story saying this is my experience and they can take their own lessons from it, um, yeah. from your truth. Um, I don't give... I don't diss my my old uh, porn friends, and I don't. No. I mean, you know, I still follow them, and I still. And sometimes I'm a little bit jealous, and sometimes I yes. say, "Hey, I was there." Now there is in uh, Antwerp there is this uh, uh, Darklands. It's a big festival for uh, fetish uh, fetish uh, sex and stuff like that. Right on. And I did it for four years in a row. I used to do this uh, festival. I used to, to perform over there and stuff. And this weekend there was it was again, and I saw all my friends and everything, and I. I did like to everybody. I like, 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 you know, I mean, <laughs> right on. Yeah, yeah. So did you go in person or did you just see it online? Yeah. No, 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 no. I just watched it online. <laughs> yeah. 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 Lots of likes. I, I didn't go. I yeah. Didn't yeah. Go. Yeah. I gotcha. I promise you if I will go to one of those events, somehow I will find myself on the stage. Yeah, Even yeah. Now, <laughs> you know what? You, what do you do now with, there's a part of you that likes to perform, right? There's that part of you that, how do you express yeah. that? How do you express that in your life? Around the movie, maybe? <laughs> I, to, to be honest, I was trying to do theater a little bit. I, was yeah. the, I did a theater show, a theater show yeah. Yeah. Uh, two years ago. It was short, but it was very, very nice. It was still, you know, audience and stage and everything. Right, it's that um, performance. But no, but to be honest, I'm, when you will come visit me in Israel, uh, you will have to come to my kiosk. You, I can't wait. Will, I want to buy a Kit Kat from you. You, and then we'll just talk about all kinds of things. Full department, of course, definitely. <laughs> I, how big is your kiosk? Is it like what would be oh, the equivalent? Like a like a no, convenience no, no, no. store? It's it, it really it's it's big. It's a big one. It's yeah. not just a small uh, thing. Right. Like yeah. Right on. It's like a mini market. You know, you have everything over there, so it's kind of big. 
And you have to understand, it's everybody now call it in a strange and funny and cool way, the corner of Jonathan Agassi, because it's a very popular corner. It's close to the gay club called the Hauman Schweiss or whatever, yeah. and it's Florentine and corner. And basically, there's one priest, king, uh, queen, whatever you call it, which is the queen of Florentine, <laughs> Jonathan Agassi. There you are. But, yeah. but Jonathan, you probably see the young gay guys coming in. They're young. Oh, yeah. They're beautiful. They're sort of coming into their own, and they're like buying stuff from you, and you're like, "Oh, baby, you don't know what's ahead." It's there's so much ahead of you. They know me. Yeah, I love it. That's very sweet. You know, like many times I meet them, like after a party and everything. Oh my god, when I was 14, I used to to watch you. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. But listen, I I mean. I, I, in Israel specifically, I mean, they are beautiful. I'm telling you, all the new generation, oh, my God. It's um, a lot. Um, yeah, that's a lot. Tomer, tell people, how, tell people how they can see your movie, how they can find out more about it. I know you're opening soon in some theaters we, in the U.S. We are coming for a special, uh, special week. For, yeah, we have a sneak preview May 12 in the New Lincoln Plaza, New York. This right on. Sneak preview. Come to watch it, and we have Q&A. Jonathan, me, and other people. Later on, one week in uh, East Village by Angelica. Four uh, shows per day. Also, most of them with Q&A. So we have uh, Angelica. Uh, Jonathan Agassi saved my life in New York then one screening in Philadelphia May 16 and then one week in LA in a very good uh, cinema of Flemley and, um, for one week May I, I'm going to try to come and see you guys and, at the Lemley in, in LA I'm based in LA so, uh, so come to the LA and, and it's, it's, you know, be ready to a very uh, interesting reaction. Yeah. People might leave, be angry, whatever <laughs> will come. So we're yeah. coming to LA yeah. for one week or so. Right. And uh, Jonathan, if you feel like busting out a harness in LA, I don't think anyone would mind it, but you don't have to. I'm sure. I'm sure. You could do I'm a... sure they won't. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, it was such Listen, a... Thank you so much. I have to say, before you thank me, I want to thank you. I mean... Uh, thank you. Know. Well, this is one of the best documentaries I've seen in a while. I was just in it i was in it like it, i related to it it moved me um it was just really well done uh on both of your parts um final question for both of you what do you hope people take from it um for my side is more about family and about the idea that how to deal between parents and kids take responsibility if you put your sperm somewhere and have kids boy or girl or twins or whatever Take responsibility. There's human people behind. There's soul behind. Don't just be a fucker and, and, and assholes and don't take responsibility. It's influence, have impact on someone. So this is even more to, I mean, also uh, gay and lesbian and trans have kids and all, but it's more for straight people that believe, hey, we are straight. The problem is in the gay community, the way you live your queer life and this all moral element, but the mirror is for the straight, you know, everyone say it's a mirror for the gay community community or the queer community which is true but it's more for the straight people have a deep question what is your choices in life when your son have different choices from you right are you close the door to your son or yeah. you open it right jonathan's story with his mom back to jonathan offer to the world a oh. beautiful offer how to deal between parents and kids yes and this is what i want people to to take from the movie from right. my side also my side also, I think it's, uh, uh, first of all, I mean, you know, I mean, 
it showed that, like, I, I, for me, I think it's just that it's always good to have support. You always have to have at least one person to support you and to be on, like, to be to be uh, on your on your back, uh, on, your no, on your back, on your side, not on your back. You can be on your back too. It's all good. Yeah. So, um, and, and yeah, you know, I mean, just to have someone to lean on whenever, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. If, if, if I have friends or people that know me that are in, in a situation uh, that they feel, uh, you know, in, not in a good place, so that this is the only way to, to, to step out of it, you know, I mean, just that you will have some support and you will have uh, just someone to be there for you. Yeah. Well, congrats, both of you. It was a pleasure talking to you. I can't wait to meet you Thank in you. L.A. Um, good luck with the rest of the journey with the film. And I hope everybody Thank watches you it. Thank much. Jonathan uh, Agassi saved my life. Bye, you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Jonathan Agassi and Tomer Heyman for joining me all the way from Tel Aviv. I love their movie, and I was so uh, excited to talk to them about it. And um, I look forward to meeting them in person, hopefully, when they come to L.A. Keep an eye out for Jonathan Agassi, Save My Life. That's the name of the film. You can learn more about it at Heyman Films. Uh, that website is H-E-Y-M-A-N-N films.com. Um, it's one of the best talks I've seen in a very long time. All right. So this happened. I've been going to events at the Netflix is a Joke comedy festival in Los Angeles the uh, press people there have been very nice about hooking me up, and I've just been seeing a ton of stuff. But the big show that I saw, I think it's being recorded for Netflix. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a special. Was called Stand Out. So it was all gay. It was every gay person that's ever told a joke on one bill. I mean, it, there were so many famous comedians there, and everyone was hilarious. Tig Notaro, Judy Gold. Uh, Mario, uh, Matteo Lane, Guy Branham, Margaret Cho, Wanda Sykes, Rosie O'Donnell, uh, Tignataro. Did I already say that? Anyway, it was, the, it was at the Greek, and I went with um, four friends of mine, four of us total, and uh, we took the shuttle, which uh, I'd never done before, but it was entirely um, manageable. And we didn't have to do the stacked parking. It was a nice plush bus. We got there. The show was hilarious. Every comic was hilarious, and I'm forgetting 20 of them. Like, there were new faces that I didn't know, familiar faces. There were people like Marsha Warfield, who is um, an, a woman of a certain age, that she was on that show Night Court back in the day, but she came out in her 60s. So it was so interesting to hear her point of view. Um, Wanda Sykes talked a little bit about the slap at the Oscars. Uh, I'll, I won't spoil what she said because it's going to be in the special, and... Uh, uh, but suffice it to say that that was one of my biggest laughs of the night. But it was so fun. Uh, just this amazing... Billy Eichner hosted it. Um, talked about his upcoming movie, Bros, which is going to be put out by a studio. The first gay romantic comedy to be put out by a by a big studio that also does, like, Batman and stuff. Um, just, just super fun. And every comic was funny. Everybody killed. Joel Kim Booster was there on the lineup. I'm trying to think of all the people that I forgot. It was a great night. Great night under the stars. Um, can't wait to see the way it all cuts together. Netflix is a joke. Was the festival. All right, that's enough for this week. Before I let you go, I want to give a shout-out to AJ Souza for the excellent mixing, and also I want to thank J.B. Bercy for his additional technical support. My theme music is composed by Mark Daniels and licensed through Placement Music. We'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye. Bye.